Not That German is a fun, insightful movie discussion podcast that may not be suitable for all listeners. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Meine Damen und Herren and everyone else, welcome to a Not That German, Not That Minisode with me, Al J. Nound. Adam Vento is out for the day, and when the German native speaker can't be here, but the neurodivergent American can be, what better way to use the resources available to us than to skip all the talk of old Hollywood and move straight on to discussing German words, phrases, and wasnischt. That last one's probably not right. Our regular programming will return soon, but for now, let's get German, y'all. Alles hat ein Ende, nur die Wurst hat zwei. Everything has an end, only a sausage has two. It's a silly phrase and a fun song, only I'm not quoting the song, I'm referencing a Walter Scott story, because copyright. It's a fun joke, a nice play on words, a light take on the crushing morbidity and finality that haunts us and taunts us. It's not an abandonment of hope, but an acknowledgement of the way things simply are. Not a lie, but a laugh. I don't like lies, but I do like laughter. Unless the laughter is the lie. Then I like the lie, I think. Now, I'm not one to quote Woody Allen because, best case scenario, the guy's a fucking creep, and allegedly it's probably not the best case scenario, but I can't help but think of one of his movies when I hear Alles hat ein Ende, nur die Wurst hat zwei. I'm reminded of a scene in 1977's Annie Hall, a film which, though good at the time and on its own merits, should not have beaten Star Wars for the Best Picture Oscar. One was a creative reimagining of romantic comedy tropes. The other literally reinvented cinema and has defined pop culture for half a century. But I digress. There's a scene in Annie Hall where the Woody Allen but not Woody Allen character, as a young boy, won't do his homework because the universe will break apart in a few billion years, so what's the point? It's funny in that typical Woody Allen way, showing humor and neurosis and probably three or four things I have and should be medicated for. But it serves a purpose. The known world will tear itself apart, Lisa. There will be a heat death of the universe, or whatever it is that people smarter than I am often say. Everything you know, everything you've seen, everything you've managed to pass down through the generations in six billion or seven billion or however many billion years, will cease to be important. And if the Earth or humanity gets destroyed before that, and huh, I bet you we will, 
then that's a few billion more years in which your great-grandmother's meatloaf recipe is gone, your YouTube watch later list is dissolved, the morals you pass down to younger generations go the way of the dodo. If that's the case, then what's the point? For some, this is a chance to go down the hedonist path. Yeah, carpe that diem, living life in the moment because YOLO. You remember YOLO? I sure didn't until I thought about the heat death of the universe. With this path, you take the opportunities you have to have fun, enjoy yourself, do what you want to do because if you won't, no one else will. Forget the heat death of the universe. Let's turn it up right here, right now. These people, I'd argue, have a point. Then you've got those who take that YOLO mindset in a very different direction. They look at what's happened in the past and what may happen in the future and think, I have so little time on this earth, I need to do what I can to make this world a better place. The goal here isn't Dionysian revelry, it's seeing yourself as a tool for positive change. Whether that's positive change for a single animal or an entire biome or trying to fix a wrong that's plain as day before you. It's a noble goal and a lofty dream, but something worthwhile to strive for nonetheless. Forget the heat death of the universe. There's an impetus for change right here, right now. These people, I'd argue, have a point. And then you've got those who don't have time for themselves, don't have the resources to save the pandas or buy a greener car or adopt a shelter dog at the 11th hour. These are people who have no time for themselves, no strength left for intangible idealism. These people have to spend every waking hour caring for others or earning enough to put food on the table. It's a constant struggle where, if you falter for one day, your child goes hungry or a dialysis machine gets shut off or a business shuts down. There's no time for fun, no time for bettering the world. There's barely enough time to take care of those who rely on you for help. Forget the heat death of the universe. There's someone you love right here, right now, whose needs must be met. These people, I'd argue, have a point. Star Wars was a wonderful story. It's aged better than other sci-fi films, not because its special effects were so amazing, although they were at the time, but because of how well it told a very basic and relatable story. It had heroes to idolize, provided you were a cis-white male or a yeti with a crossbow, villains to fear, dreams to be realized, and desires to be fulfilled. A hedonist can enjoy the escapism of Star Wars. An idealist can enjoy the struggle between good and evil. A pragmatist can maybe enjoy how the franchises put food on the tables of countless souls who, by hook or by crook, base their livelihood in a cutthroat and unsure industry. In six billion years, none of this will matter. But it mattered in 1977. It mattered in 1995. It mattered in 2004. It matters every time someone draws something positive from Star Wars. It matters even though Star Wars lost the Oscar to Annie Hall. Even though the sequels and spin-offs have been a mixed bag at best. It matters because whether you're selfless, selfish, or conscientious, there's something to be gained from it. None of this will matter in six billion years, but it matters today, and that's certainly worth something. Now, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know anything about psychology or philosophy, 
I keep forgetting which one is the id, the ego, and the superego, and the only thing I remember about philosophy is theorizing that Bohemian Rhapsody is actually a musical retelling of Albert Camus' The Stranger. I'm not trying to draw parallels between this hedonist example I cooked up and the Viennese iceberg of the mind. I don't know if it's relevant. I don't know if it applies. I don't know if people smarter than I am could or should or would make some kind of connection. Because that's not my point. I don't mean to turn this into a struggle, into a never-ending combat between selflessness and selfishness, an eternal duel between idealism and pragmatism and the unicorn of this life triangle duking it out in the heavens above. I'm not talking about strained analogies. I'm not talking about which trade are you style online quizzes. Because we may be Gryffindors, we may be Mirandas, we may be INTJs or whatever. If you want to find a label, that's fine, provided you use it for inclusion rather than exclusion. But what I'm talking about here, this hedonism, this pragmatism, this idealism, you're not one of the three. You don't belong in a single column. You're whatever mixture you are, blending these notions for the polymerization that is you at this moment. Everyone has an element of selfishness, an element of selflessness, an element of conscientiousness. Sometimes these are seen in small things, like playing a video game instead of doing your homework, or volunteering with a charity that doesn't have a massive overhead, or simply not littering. None of this will matter in six billion years, but it matters today. And because it matters today, we have to find the blend that works for us. How do your goals, your dreams, your fantasies, your wishes play into this? Do they provide you with fun? Do they make life a little easier for others? Do they make the world a better place in some small but not insignificant way? Right now, you need to put food on the table, but you deserve to have fun. And if you care about someone enough to put food on the table for them, then you should want to leave the world a better place for them. Pure selfishness gets nothing done and can hurt others. Pure selflessness leads to burnout. Pure idealism, by definition, does not take reality into account. You have to find a way to blend the three. To find a way that works for you, that works for others, that works for the world. This is all pretty easy to say, from the passable comfort of an okay chair, behind a microphone and with a decent internet connection. Think of others and think of yourself and think of how to make the world a better place. I know. I know. I'm not the first person to think this, and I won't be the last. Some people can't afford to take time for themselves. Some people have no desire to take time for others. Some people literally have no time for a piss break, or money for a routine checkup, or the possibility to watch a YouTube video about the thing they only just learned they love. And some people see these problems, and see no problem at all. Maybe they even see profit. And no matter what I do, no matter how much time I make for myself, I'll still experience stress in my life. No matter how much I help others, there will still be others in need of even more help. And no matter how eco-friendly I become, I will never come close to offsetting the carbon footprint of even a single corporation. But if I find a healthy balance of thinking of myself, of thinking of my loved ones, thinking of all the people and places and animals and things I'll never, ever, ever have the chance to experience, and if you can do that, 
And if I can pass it on to my friends, and you can pass it on to your friends, and they pass it on to their friends, and their children, and their children's children, then maybe someday this will be easier. Maybe one day selflessness will appear as selfishness. Idealism and pragmatism will be intertwined. The fun thing to do and the right thing to do will be the exact same thing to do. We don't have that luxury yet because we grew up in an age that doesn't belong to us. We still have to drive gas-guzzling cars because of a labor system designed in the era of the telegraph. We still struggle to help our loved ones because of a few ideas developed back when a human could own another human. We are killing animals and polluting rivers and destroying the habitats not only of whales and polar bears and rhinos and birds, but those of our own selves and our own loved ones, all in the name of selfish profit. Despite our individual best efforts, we still have to suffer through all this because the rules were designed by people from a different era. We're simply different today. We're aware of Silent Spring. We're more attuned to evil-isms. For Christ's sake, we have Netflix and stem cells. Think of the TV shows that couldn't be made today because entire episodes could be fixed with a single Google search. Think of how many movies make no sense today because of rolling suitcases or the cell phone. Think about how much has changed within a generation, within your life. Think about how much damage has been done by the generation, the life before you. With inferior technology, bigoted opinions, only a single Star Wars trilogy, plus the holiday special. Think about what you've got today, and how you can work towards something you enjoy. Something that helps others enjoy their own lives. Something that helps the lives of others. You deserve to feel good, and so do your loved ones, and so do countless others around the world. If you can enjoy your life without taking that enjoyment away from others and without draining the well for future generations, well then, that's a goal to aspire to. None of this will matter in six billion years. None of this may matter in six hundred years, or sixty years, or six years by the look of some things. But it matters today. Do what you can to live your life how you want to. Do what's within your power to provide the same for others. Do what's within your means to make the good things matter down the line. Because none of it will matter in six billion years. But right now is a different story. Think of how the previous generations fucked over the earth and their children. Think about all the horrible things that happened because a single generation put their mind to it. Think of all the great things that can happen if your generation can put their mind to it. To be happy. To provide happiness for others. To make happiness possible for others. That can be attainable, as daunting as that seems right now. Profits won't matter in six billion years, and neither will happiness. But happiness is the most valuable commodity as long as there is someone to be happy. Your happiness shouldn't come at the cost of others, seen or unseen, known or unknown, and it doesn't have to. Those who know this, and who continue to deprive others of happiness for their own selfish gain, they don't count to me, because I don't count to them. But for everyone else, that's a different story. None of this will matter one day, but there's still a point now. All of this will one day come to an end, but there's still a reason to smile. Alles hat ein Ende, 
nur die Wurst hat zwei. And that Wurst, that sausage, is vegan or kosher or halal or gluten-free or whatever you want it to be. Because it matters. You matter. Your thoughts and feelings matter. Your strengths and weaknesses matter. You matter. Find other people who know this. Who know this about themselves, about you, about others. And think about all the smiles you can make together. Well, everything has an end. And so does this mini-sode. Special thanks to PoFan for helping us compose our theme music. We'll get back to our regular episodes soon. In the meantime, thanks for being German with me. Check us out on Twitter at NotThatGerman or our NotThatGerman, NotThatFanClub Facebook page for updates to try and answer our hints, or maybe just to see cool stuff. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and spread the word, and we'll see you next time. Tschüss! Goethe Grasbrecht has a shiller No, we've got no time for filler Beethoven, Brahms, Schumann, Schumann Know that they're all only human It's not that German Not that German Films for folks, fans, films for folk plans It's not that German Das passt.